Hey, Merry Christmas, y'all. December 26th, JT and I are here. Merry Christmas. Hey, what did you, you get for Christmas yesterday? I got I, I got so many cool things. You did? Yeah. Furniture. Furniture. <laughs> but we needed it, so I said, yeah, furniture. You know what? Yeah. That's good. I can't, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I, I must say, I've asked people that question, and uh, I, not many have said furniture. What'd you get? You know, I always get coffee. Coffee's good. And anything rel relative to golf. Yeah, top one. And uh, so I think somebody gave me a new joke book, but anyway, that's oh, a no. whole new
Yeah, follow that, follow that. Nobody can. Love you, Lord, and thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Hey, y'all, it's December 26th, and uh, we're just here uh, hanging out, reflecting on, yeah. on a great year. Now, I got a poem to get us going. This may or may not be a good idea. Came from your joke, joke book? Yeah. That, maybe that's why I need a oh, new okay. one. But Yeah, I know you all heard of The Night Before Christmas. Well, have you heard the poem, Twas the Day After Christmas? I have not. You haven't? No. Twas the day after Christmas when all through the place there were arguments and depression, even mom had a long face. Oh. The stockings hung empty and the house was a mess. The new clothes didn't fit and dad was really stressed. The family was irritable, the children no one could please. Because we ate all the turkey, we had to order Chinese. The bells no longer jingled and no carolers came around. The sink was stacked with dishes and the tree was turning brown. The stores were full of people returning things that fizzled and failed and the shoppers were discouraged because all that they bought was now on half price sale. Twas the day after Christmas, JT. The spirit of joy had disappeared. The only hope was 12 bowl games the first day of the new year. <laughs> You know about that. I don't know if your team's playing in it, but anyway. That's rude. I know. It's a bummer. But it is the day after Christmas, December 26th. It's been quite a year for me and you and the church yep. and our families. But I know this particularly, it's been a great run yeah. for December. Wonder in the waiting. We've covered a lot of ground, and I think it's one of our best Christmas series yet. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's one of the best yet, but yeah. uh, I say it's a really good one for this year. Love uh, it. I don't know. I feel like uh, Sparkle Box. Uh, oh we could oh have my. read that. I thought. See, every, my poem was better than the, the, reading yeah. it. Should we you read know. the Sparkle Box right I, now? I, I, you know, right I, now, I, let's I, read the. Sparkle. I, I don't think so. No, this uh, this series was great. We um, what I, I liked about this series uh, is just looking back uh, at the Christmas story that so many of us have uh, either heard, you know, in some form or fashion, and, and but taking a look at just the different characters uh, throughout it, from the shepherds to uh, Joseph to Mary to the kings, uh, and what that meant for all of us, um, and throughout each week, uh, I. I don't know. I don't want to be boastful, but I feel like we we appropriately uh, offered some challenge or some contrast or tension with each week. That with uh, the kings, we we challenged: Will you worship or worry? With with the shepherds, will you praise or will you be prideful? Uh, with Joseph, will you choose character or convenience? Uh, Mary, uh, faith or fear? Um, and Christmas Eve, uh, will we look uh, and to hope? Or will we sink into despair? And so uh, lots of tension, uh, lots of honesty and vulnerability. So if I zoomed out and uh, really just looked at the last several weeks and looked at the series as a whole, one of my big takeaways was just looking at there's this moment where the natural uh, collides with the supernatural. Uh, where the extraordinary and the ordinary uh, collide. And every time that happens in the Christmas story, uh, there's fear, there's worry, there's concern. Um, but also every time that happens, angels appear. And what is the one thing that they say every time? Fear not. Fear not. 58 yeah. times. Old Testament, New Testament. That is their response. Fear not. And I just was processing through the last several months. Scary time. 
scary time, hard time, honest time. Uh, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easier. It's um, the road less traveled is to choose worship over worry, to choose character over convenience, to choose faith over fear. That's the road less traveled. It's, it's a little easier. It's a little more normal. It's a little more natural to choose fear. I just want to share that I just want us to fear not. There's lots of things that are unknown. There's lots of things that could be ahead, don't know. None of us know what's ahead, but fear not. There is this beautiful thing happening in all of our lives where the natural is meeting the supernatural. That's what we do when we invite Jesus, God, into our lives. We're inviting in the supernatural into our natural, ordinary lives. And just fear not. Don't be afraid. One of my favorite verses, Joshua 1, 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Why? Because I will be with you wherever you go. So fear not. Uh, there's lots of things ahead, um, but we're in this together. And more than anything, God is with us wherever we go. Um, the day after Christmas, as David's uh, uh, day after Christmas poem that did not come from your your new joke book. Um, <laughs> it, it talks about going back and, and, and turning uh, new presents in because they don't fit or you just don't like them. Um, it made me think about Santa Claus and, and Jesus and what are we really celebrating? And But David, you shared that you found something about Santa Claus I did. and Saint Nick. I have a little something the day after Christmas that people don't know. Okay. In fact, I know parents often struggle like, should I tell my kids about Santa and how much? They're listening right now. Don't say anything. Oh, I wasn't. I was just going to say, you know, that Santa's a real that, dude, man. I'm one of his elves. Did you know that? I did. I, I, I didn't. I could go so many directions with that. But anyway, let me give you the real scoop on Santa Claus. All right. And I found this out. I, maybe you didn't know this. So Epiphanius and Johanna. You, how about that? What did you Epiphanius. just say? And Joanna, Johanna were a wealthy couple who lived in a busy Mediterranean port city around 250 A.D. And along with some other family members, they are to believe to be some of the earliest converts to Christianity. They had a son named Nicholas who was ordained as a priest in the church by his uncle, who was then the Bishop of Myra. Nicholas felt called to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. I know we, we were talking about that earlier. Look forward to I know, it. I can't, can't wait. But on, this may discourage you. But on a return voyage this is from the Holy Land, a great storm rose up, nearly <laughs> sinking his ship. Good. He survived. And after he returned to Myra, Nicholas went into the church to pray uh, in thanksgiving for a safe return. And soon he became, after that, the new bishop of Myra. St. Nicholas of Myra. Mm -hmm. Now, long, not long after that, his parents passed, but because his family was enormously wealthy, Nicholas had all this money. He felt no need, though, to hold all of the family riches, and he decided he would systematically give away all their fortune to anyone in need. One man who had squandered his wealth due to some evil influences, it says, had three daughters. He had no dowry money for any of them. And when Nicholas learned of their plight, 
Not wanting to embarrass the family, he took a sack of gold and anonymously dropped it through an open window one night hmm, hmm. to pay for the wedding. He repeated that act of kindness for the second daughter and the third daughter. Hence, from that point on, the legend and the legacy of St. Nicholas was born. He is said to have saved many lives, intervened for many with unpaid debts, gave generously to hundreds, and he became the inspiration for St. Nick, our modern Santa Claus. He was known for his generosity, fierce faith, and today, what JT and I are saying, is that we can embody and continue that spirit of that original St. Nick, which really came from Jesus, yeah. by finding a need, giving and acting to those who often can't help themselves, who find themselves in a season of shortage. We did that through our Christmas Eve offering, yeah. but what we're appealing to you today for is to have that generous spirit to, ripple out through year-end giving. Yep. A lot of people don't understand in the church that we are, have no outside funding source. So people say, well, the government must be helping you or some giant corporation. Or we have no funds from anybody except for you watching who, are, who feel blessed, and a lot of us feel blessed this year like never before. Right. In fact, some people, I would say we almost have COVID guilt because yeah. we look at others and look how much we've been blessed so we can create our own legacy of generosity and faith. So I guess JT and I are just coming to you at the end of this year to say, if you've been blessed, you could bless some others by making a special year-end gift. And that gave us, us a great foundation to move into the new year from a budgetary standpoint, because you may not realize it, we give away hundreds of thousands of dollars, but we also have facilities and staff and other costs uh, that we help serve and send people through. Yeah. And so uh, the reality is that we've been blessed beyond most churches, but our giving has lagged about 5% uh, yeah. this year. So we're kind of hoping to make that up year in. So you'll see a website address uh, at the end of this that you can click on our website, Secure Way, and give a year-end gift. Uh, you can mail it in. So many people blessed us during COVID. I would go through the front desk, and when the mail guy came, and I right. could tell some of y'all really giving. God bless you for that. Uh, but our theme, I guess my takeaway, uh, John, from the year you and, and the December series that, that we completed, uh, you talked about all of these characters and how, uh, you know, that God was still speaking to us, fear not. Yeah. But my takeaway was the waiting. Yeah. You and I keyed in waiting. on that. We're all waiting. And we gave all these examples. Right. I realized how much I'm waiting. So I, I, I'm just saying we're all waiting and I am waiting. We are waiting to see how you will respond. White water tends to like rise to the occasion. So we just want to say thank you for all that you have given. Uh, you have no idea. John and I get a front row seat to watching the investment in changed lives that you make. And not a day, not a week goes by that we don't hear and see right. the church working right in action. So our mission has never changed, nope. you know. It was true when I showed up 20 years ago, and I think it'll be true 20 years from now that we're still about help and hope in Jesus. And that has not changed. And we exist for people who are not yet here. So thank yeah. you for another year, uh, another Christmas. <laughs> They start flying by, one. man, and uh, they start flying by, and we, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for God and his blessing and his calling uh, on us. So uh, we just want to say thanks and keep wondering in the waiting, even on the day after Christmas. And I can't wait to see what January brings. He and I have been cooking on our sermon series in this year like no other. 
Yep. Uh, of preparation for waiting for the next. Waiting. Right? Yeah. We hope uh, that we will see you uh, going into the new year, January 2nd. And I uh, just want to tease you with a little bit of the first series out of the new year. Uh, you're not going to want to miss. Uh, we're going to invite you in. Uh, to a little bit of the the inner workings of the mission of Whitewater, the mission of Jesus, and invite you in to be a part of this incredible journey with us. So uh, come back, uh, whether it's online or in the room, and uh, just want to make sure that you hear from us uh, as we wrap up uh, this message, but more so wrap up the year, uh, that we love you. Um, You could have chosen to hang out a lot of different places throughout the year, uh, even right now. but you chose to be here um, when it's hard, when it's good, when it's challenging, uh, when you're on the mountaintop, but also in the valley. And um, we're grateful that we get to be on this journey uh, called life together. We love you, and we can't wait to see you again in 2022. God bless. You don't get to sing. You want to sing a song? Let's do it. Yeah, basically. All right.
Ethan learned it once and he's like leading it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>